Chemist Warehouse June catalogue sale is on now. Find a massive 30% off the Thompson's Vitamin range. This is In the Red with Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Two minutes past seven here on SENZ. Dean Butler with you tonight on In the Red with Justin Marshall. Uh, if you've got any questions you want to ask Justin, please let us know. Double eight double three is the number to call. Uh, In the Red brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrances. Marshy, good evening to you, mate. How are you, pal? Yeah, good evening, Dean. I'm very well. Good evening to all of you joining us for In the Red. Uh, it's finally here, and I think... Well, I don't think. I actually know that very quickly uh, we have entered into the playoffs of Super Rugby. Just when I sort of thought that the season was uh, ticking away and, um, you know, we we were just sort of going through the motions, bang, yeah. it's uh, quarterfinal time. It seems to have happened really quickly all of a sudden. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm with you on that, March. It was kind of dragging a bit. Well, not dragging, but it was kind of taking its time. And then all of a sudden we're here mm-hmm. now. And as Marshy, look, you're, you're a Cantab, you're a proud crusader. Can I ask you first on another note, what's the feeling like your old mate Wayne Smith getting his um, order of Dame Commander, Sir, Sir, Sir Wayne? That's pretty good too, isn't it? Yeah, look, it is, mate. Uh, I was very fortunate a couple of weekends ago to um, share uh, a very proud moment with Wayne, which was being inducted into the Crusaders Hall of Fame, a new initiative, mm. and to be in the company of both him and Todd Blackadder was incredibly humbling, but equally in the same breath, it was a very proud moment. Um, but the best thing was that I got the opportunity to see a lot of my former teammates, mm. uh, the current players, uh, and basically a, a Crusaders room uh, full of people that hadn't seen for a long time, uh, and it was good to just sit down and have a chat to them, see what's going on in their lives, but more importantly, reminisce about uh, times that have now passed us by, um, but mm. still, I guess, uh, uh, have have our moment of really appreciating what the current Crusaders are doing. And Wayne Smith was one of those that I sat down and had a really good chat with, and great to see uh, it was the day after he'd just been um, given a role at the New Zealand Rugby Union, basically uh, director of coaches. So looking after that. So he was incredibly excited about that opportunity. Uh, Then he got inducted into the Crusaders Hall of Fame and now he's just been knighted. So it's been a pretty good month for for Smithy, but you couldn't think of any man that deserves it more. You know, the the things that he not only achieved as a player in the game, but equally as a coach uh, with both the Crusaders, with the All Blacks, with teams overseas mm. recently, um, with the Black Ferns. Uh, you know, um, I know that it would have meant a lot to him um, to be recognised for the game that he loves. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, uh, Marshy. Um, he's done some uh, wonderful, wonderful things, especially on the coaching front, as you say. So all power yeah. to him. And hey, congrats to you, mate, on that Hall of Fame, because that's, that's a great honour. But also, to me, it's a great idea because it gives the Crusaders like of the moment and those who are now kids looking to be Crusaders, boy, does it give them something to strive for as well. Oh, yeah, it does. And you know what was really great, uh, Dino, was the fact that throughout the course of the afternoon, and it was a big, long afternoon, mm. but really entertaining, uh, the, the fact that it wasn't only past Crusaders, but it was it was just uh, more current ones, like your Carters, McCaws, yes. Kieran Reeds. Uh, you know, Andy Ellis, all those guys that were there, and then the current group as well. But but seeing and having them come up and chat to us mm. uh, and say it was really cool to see your guys' emotion and reaction, you know. Yeah. And, and I said, yeah, mate, like, honestly, I'm, 
pretty much do what I uh, was having to do today on stage for a living. I do a lot of corporate speaking. Yeah. I get up in front of millions of people on a TV camera mm. every weekend. And, uh, you know, it's something that I'm comfortable in doing. So I'm not phased by being in that in, in, on that stage and in that environment. But, mm. he said, but I said to them, the difference today was and why I struggled a little bit and got emotional, but equally kind of a bit nervous and mm. a bit shaky was usually I'm looking out at quite a lot of empty faces, you know, with the greatest yes, respect, people yes. that I don't know. But when I looked out into that room and I saw some of the legends of Crusaders rugby, but also equally some of the, the foundation members from 1996, it yeah. just overwhelmed me. And and both Toddy and Wayne Smith said the same. And, uh, yeah, it was just a, a really good initiative. Um, it meant a lot. And mm. more importantly, it, get, it gets us all back together again, uh, Dino. Yeah. You know, it gets... That, that, that feeling that you had when you were a crusader, you know, that opportunity for us all to be in the same room again and, and again, reminisce about the past. You know, a lot of those guys yeah. came up to me um, and said, hey, it was really cool hearing you guys speak on stage and hearing your stories about, <laughs> you know, what you used to get up to um, and how you used to train. And we're just thinking, man, you guys are dinosaurs, but <laughs> how cool to know where you started. You know? So yeah. it, was, it was a really incredible afternoon. Oh, man, it sounds like. Hey, Marshy, before we look forward to the playoffs, let's look at the weekend's game. And that look, how do you look? How do you judge that one, Marshy? The Hurricanes got their close game, 27-26. How, what are your thoughts on that? Has it affected anything or or is it just as one more game, it's one more step? I think when you you boil it down and look at the result and look what unfolded on that evening in, in Wellington, there, there's a there's a Crusaders side that have gone, you know, back to back to back to back to back. Who yeah. they know how to win. And they they when they need to, they front. Uh, but they can be rattled and they can be beaten, and that's been shown in particularly the last last year and, and uh you know shown some vulnerability. But when you look at all of that and you think, well, this is a team that's just methodical and they know what they're doing. Mm. But what I came away from that stadium thinking was, but they still can learn. And they can learn how a game, when it's unfolding, can be very uh, quickly flipped on its head. Mm. And that's what happened to them. So for all their success, they're just like everybody else, where they go, okay, we got arm wrestled into a game um, that we didn't want to play. We were going along nicely, and the Hurricanes changed the the tactical way the game was flowing, and and they brought it into the gutter. And when they brought it into the gutter, they brought a bit of niggle, a bit of chat, a bit of, bit of physicality, a bit of rubbing of the head, a bit of banter, and all of a sudden they put us off our rhythm. And 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 instead of ignoring them and just thinking about what we're doing well, we reacted, and and we and we went into the gutter with them, and mm. all of a sudden the game went in the direction that it didn't need to for them because they were in such control. Yeah. And that'll probably be the thing that will um, disappointment disappoint them. But equally, if I'm Scott Robertson, Sam Whitelock, uh, the guys in the leadership group, Richie Moonga, and reviewing that game, I'm thinking, righto, this is what they did to us. Mm. This is how we reacted, which was wrong because yeah. we ended up losing and we lost our mojo. But thank God it's happened now in a game that was a dead rubber. And... Yes. We now know that should that happen again, they'll be talking about, right, let's say somebody and some people um, bring the game that way and in that direction again, how do we react? So in my mindset, not good Mm. um, because it shows vulnerability, but equally a good time for it to happen. And hopefully they have learnt that if that should happen to them again, 
they don't get affected by it. Yeah, very. I mean, I was the same, Marsha. When it got to 19.3, I thought, oh, here we go. This, this one's done and dusted. Yeah. Uh, hurricanes came back. And you mentioned got rattled. And let's be fair, the chief rattler, Dane Coles, back to his best. You know, he was yeah. just and, – and, you know, Marsha, when we talk about um, you know, hookers and that, you know, we go Samasone Takiaho, yeah, okay, sure, but who's number two? I'm, I still like Dane Coles. It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, when we sat down um, – as a as a crew after the game uh, and and we're doing a bit of a debrief over a cold beer mm. uh, the the situation in the game which you know Colsey pretty much led yeah uh, you know he 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 was the instigator he recognized that they they weren't making any inroads the hurricanes so i think he just took it upon himself and once he took it upon himself you know Braden Yose, the youngster he fired up. Artie Savier fired up. Yeah. Um, manhandled a couple of people in tackles, and all of a sudden they all they all grew from what what Dane Coles instigated. Um, and and you can't coach that type of reaction or that type of experience where a player is just recognising if we keep going down this pathway, mm. we're going to lose by forty. So the conversation then came up over that beer that I'm talking about. <laughs> Man, is he the guy? You know, do you rule him out of All Black selection? You know, do. Mm. You, you know, and I said, I, I said, look, to be perfectly honest, if we're in a World Cup uh, quarter semi final final, mm. and we lose either Cody Taylor or Samasoni Tokiaho, mm. and Dane Coles comes onto the bench and comes out into one of those games after fifteen minutes because of injury, mm. that would not make me feel uncomfortable. That yeah. would make me feel this guy knows what he's doing. He can still get around the park. He can still scrummage. He's one of the better scrummaging hookers around. He can yeah. still throw darts into the line out. So. Yeah, really interesting, isn't it? Um, how a well, one-off performance when a guy's been missing for so long yeah. against you know a team like the Crusaders, who who you think um, wouldn't be influenced by a, a guy like him and would be unfazed, mm. got phased, and now all of a sudden you start thinking, man, do you, do you actually even think about leaving him out when he could be so valuable? Yeah, it was so interesting watching, especially when he was taking on Cody Tully. And part of me is going, hang on, I thought these guys are best buddies. But yeah. and there was that whole sort of, okay, you might be the incumbent, you know, ahead of me in the All Black Stakes at the moment, but man, I'm going to I'm gonna have a go at you tonight, you yeah. know, to put me back in there. Yeah, and, and can I say though, and for the listeners out there um, who – Come from all over the country, um, probably quite a few from Crusaders uh, franchise area, mm. but equally from the Hurricanes franchise area. That they are a team that we have right from 1996 always respected, mm. uh, have always recognised their incredible talent pool that they have and their unpredictability, which makes them fluctuate so much. They yes. literally we call them we call them the roller coaster team <laughs> because they're up and then they're back down the other yeah. side and then the. And that's the way that they play. But when they're up, you know, they're one of the most dangerous, if not dangerous, side in the comp. And I think that's been throughout the course of history. But it's a game that we really target winning. We do not like losing to the Hurricanes as mm. Crusaders. And that would have hurt that team on Saturday night, regardless yeah. of where the game went. It's the result that really that really matters. And uh, that's a victory for the Hurricanes, a well-deserved one. I thought that they... The way they went about their work in the second half, you couldn't argue that they deserved to win. The the last second, the last thirty second try that the Crusaders scored flattered the scoreboard a bit. Mm. It was they pulled away by more than that, so that that stings, and it'll sting those current players as well. Um, so yeah, that's just to give you a little bit of an insight yeah. to the rivalry. You know, people go, oh, you know, Crusaders Highland, there's Crusaders Blues. 
you know, Chiefs more recently. But I tell you what, that Hurricanes fixture, when they beat us way back in 1996 in Palmerston North, I think it was. Yeah. Um, that 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 was the catalyst for the rivalry that's here now. And and this was the first time these two sides had played oh. as well. You know, is, isn't it something to sort of debate that yeah. maybe we just need one fixture between the New Zealand teams to to rejuvenate, to spark up this competition that you know every year you're only going to play the Blues once, the Chiefs once, the Highlanders once, the Hurricanes once. You I know? like that. That's it. I like so that. So you've got to bring your you got to bring your best game, otherwise you've got to wait another year to get one back on them. Yeah, I like that idea, Marsh. And that's a great insight into the the history of, of the rivalry as well. And look, from from a fan's perspective, for me watching the Crusaders, it's so good to see and I think I speak for many Kiwis here, it's so good to see Will Jordan doing what he does best. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think I think he's still finding his way. You know, mm. uh, he he's been out for a, quite a long period of time. It takes a little bit of time to get used to the contact, the physicality, the pace again. There's no amount of training that you can do mm. that replicates that, especially the contact. Yes, to put it in perspective for people, you know, you can be running around the training field, which he probably has done with the concussion injuries, to the point when. He was fine um, without suffering uh, the after effects. But when then you go into contact, that's a different kettle of fish. And you can't replicate any form of contact in a game at training run. It's just not mm. – it's 80%, 85%. Sometimes yeah. when somebody's been dropped and uh, they don't like being dropped, they'll go 100% in the opposition. <laughs> um, that happens. You can't help that. That's human nature. But in general, it's not that 100% contact across the board. Yeah. And uh, – that's why I think we're still starting to see Will Jordan um, replicate the things that he did, but they're a little inconsistent at the moment. Mm. I think he's he's only going to get better and better and better. Yeah, man, it was certainly, uh, for me, it's great to have him back. And your man, of course, Lester Fainganuku, um, he's been the talk mm. of the town the past uh, past month or so, Marshy. Once again, one of those players that, I don't know, is he going to stay? Is he is he off, Marshy? What, do you know any more on that? Yeah, it looks, it looks like he is uh, set, to, set to leave. Um, there's been um, obviously a lot of debate about why. I think mm. he's only 23. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and to, to lose a player, the issue that I kind of um, have with it is this is a player that when I say 23, I mean 23. And mm. it feels like he's been around for a long time. But the frustrating thing is, He's a different player now than three years ago. Yep. He's a different player than what he was last year, and he was still an all-black. Mm. Didn't get the opportunities there, but I think he probably wasn't the same player uh, in the all-blacks as he was for Super, but no player really adjusts that quickly. So he would have learned, and now he's come back this year. He's a much better Super player than he was last year. Mm. Imagine what sort of an all-black should he get in the team, and I think he will. He will be from having learnt from the year before, and his improvement from 23 to 30, he could be an absolute um, footstone for the All Blacks in, in that next five or six years mm. and through the World Cups. But he's leaving, and it's just like, oh, my goodness, his potential's <laughs> hardly been read. You know who the, what this reminds me of? is Charles Piertel. Yes. Charles Piertel. Yeah. Golly. You I know. know. What he... a loss he was. And he went overseas, and, yes, he's made an absolute fortune, but played some of his best rugby outside of a, a New Zealand franchise and outside of an all-black jersey. Yeah, that that that's you're, that's so perfect. That's definitely one that got away, Charles Piotel, and now, yeah, unf mm. 
unfortunately looks like um, Lester has uh, two. I think, Marsha, we've got to take a break. If you've got any questions you want to ask Justin, text them in, double eight double three, and we'll get to those after the break as well as looking at the playoffs too. 20 past seven here on In The Red, brought to you by Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Dean Butler with you here tonight, and Justin Marshall is in the hot seat, as always. Um, Marshy, we've got a text which has come in, mate. Uh, it says, Marshy, we've lost three All Blacks props for the season. Sam Whitelock has injuries. Are they done? Would you take Owen Franks to the World Cup? Still our best scrimmage, scrummaging tight head. Your thoughts, Marshy? Uh, well, if the game was still really heavily focused around scrubbaging, yes, because you know the guys unrivaled mm. and, and still can and can still scrum. But I think when you start to see the way that the, the props have been modernised, the way that Joe Moody was playing, uh, the way that some of the other props like uh, Tamaiti Williams, um, you know, even Tuonga Fasi and Co, mm. uh, are all starting, you know, Ethan DeGroote becoming much more mobile um, and much more uh, skilled in terms of passing and being able to be first and second receivers. Um, it's not Frankie's strength, to be mm. honest. And, and the All Blacks recognised that they needed to evolve their front rowers. And I know that Ian Foster shoulder tapped uh, Joe Moody and said, mate, where you're at is not where we're going. You need to adjust your game. And man, didn't he do a magnificent job of that? It's yes. such a shame about his injury. But he completely changed the way that he was playing and 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 did adapt and adjust. Um, I don't think Franksy can do that. So, look, I, I get it. Um, he's a great scrummager, but the way that we want to go uh, at the Rugby World Cup and the type of game we want to play and be able to match and better um, some of the top teams in the world right now, mm. um, that style of game I think has probably passed him by. Look, you know, you might, you might have a guy like that should the injuries continue to happen, um, they're simply just, if you're having a game where it's really wet and it turns into a bit of a shit fight, for mm. want of a bit of better word, <laughs> and you think, right, oh, we just need to get a scrummager on, it might be worth having someone like that in your arsenal, I guess. There's there's debate in that. Mm. Yeah, no, good call. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Cal, thank you for that text. And if anyone else wants to text him, please, double eight, double three. All right, Marshy, let's move on to the playoffs, mate. And let's start with uh, your guys uh, first up, of course. And I, look, I'm looking at this, Marshy, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking banana skin. You, you've, I don't mind if the Crusaders play any other side, but the Fijian Drua, they are unpredictable, Marshy, and they've, they've tested a lot of teams this season. Yeah, best thing is, though, Dino, that they tested the Crusaders to the point that they beat them. And there's no way the Crusaders are going to get caught with their pants down again. Mm, uh, true. Yeah, they, they rested some players, yes, but they also underestimated uh, what the Andrew are like, particularly at home. Uh, they're, they are a different beast when they travel. Yeah. You know, when they had put back-to-back-to-back performances together, which were quite good. They weren't wins, but they were still good performances. When they turned up down at Forsyth Bar, to play the Highlanders, I commented uh, commentated that game, mm. and I was I was really let down. Um, they they weren't the same side that I'd been watching, um, you know, particularly in Fiji. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that's a bit of a curse for them. Um, their inability to travel and one of the hardest places to go is Orange Series Stadium, Stadium in Christchurch, the Crusaders' fortress. Uh, you've got to be game on to go there and and beat the Crusaders, and particularly with them smarting for having been beaten in the round robin. Yeah. So they, they will be in tune. They won't be complacent, complacent at all. So 
I don't think there's any banana skin in it. I, I expect them to be really prepared, uh, really know where their uh, strengths uh, 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 can lie to, to beat uh, the Endure and what type of game they do not want to enter into it, uh, against them. Yeah, and it's, I mean, to be fair, it's a Saturday night, it's five past seven. It's going to be cold as well, Marshy. So, you know, that's going to play into <laughs> the hands as well. With it. Well, yeah, and, and I think, you know, the... Uh, there's there's some rumour that uh, possibly Ethan Blackadder will be back uh, oh. at the weekend off the bench, um, which is good news for the Crusaders. Yeah, uh, I bumped into John Afour uh, at the airport on Sunday after the game, mm. um, and uh, he was heading in a different direction to the team. He was with the uh, Crusaders uh, manager, and I said, "Where are you going, mate?" And yeah. uh, he said, "I'm up home." And uh, I said, "Oh." Why? And he said, no, I'm done now. I can't play any more part in the Crusaders uh, team um, because of eligibility. So, you know, getting someone like Blackadder back when you lose John Afoa, who they've really needed. um, You know, I'm not convinced that the eligibility uh, criteria that the New Zealand Rugby Union have brought in um, should work on a... I I believe it should work on a case-by-case situation. Uh, you know, this this John Afoa has only been brought back because of the you know the desperation the Crusade, Crusaders have in the front row, and yeah. you've got a a world class prop that's filled that void. But the fact that he wasn't here registered playing rugby in New Zealand, I think it was by the first of March or first of April, oh. means that he could only play round robin Super Rugby. He couldn't go into the it, quarterfinals, and I'm just thinking, what a rugby, you need to maybe relook at that because. The Crusaders aren't trying to get any advantage leading into the quarters or semis by bringing a guy back from overseas. They've mm. simply brought him back because they need to fill the injury void. And secondly, they also have to look at the fact they've brought him back is because they don't believe that there are others out there that could go out, yep. particularly in semis, quarterfinals, finals, football, and not get hurt because they're out of their depth. You know, yeah. like particularly in the front row. So I think it's a real shame that he's been ruled out because of that. I think they need to maybe relook at the way that they are bringing that criteria in. Agreed. And sort of do it. I can understand why, because they're saying, right, say the um, Highlanders sneak into the eight, Mm. uh, and then they put out an SOS to, I don't know, uh, Tawira Kubalo, Mm. because they lose Aaron Smith, and Kubalo's still playing overseas. Right. And they go or Stephen Luatua and say, righto, mate, can you come back? And <laughs> and all of a sudden you've got a massive advantage. I don't yeah, think true. New Zealand teams are that way orientated. I don't think people would manipulate no. the, uh, the clause in that in that fashion unless they absolutely really needed to get a player in. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't think we do that. And to be fair, to John, it's a fair, it was a fairy tale waiting to happen too, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, he came out of nowhere. Was he 38, 39? It was like, what is going on? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. And the fact that, he showed so much joy in being a Crusader, you know, a hundred um, odd games for, for the Blues yeah. and for the All Blacks and then playing overseas. But like all accounts, I've talked to the current players, I've talked to a couple of the coaches. Um, mm. He was just an absolute pleasure to have within yeah. the side. He showed some real guidance to the two young props uh, that they've got there there, there now um, and and really helped them uh, in understanding what, what's required, mm. uh, you know, so... 
just having him part of that um, set up and, and him absolutely really enjoying it. It's a shame that he's been dismissed for yeah. a, a bit of a silly eligibility uh, clause. But anyway, yeah, absolutely great to see him be a crusader. He can come to the Hall of Fame. Who's um, <laughs> <booze> up now? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Marshy. Okay, let's run through the other ones, Marshy. First up, the Blues against the Waratahs. The Blues stumbled home against the Highlanders. This is on Friday night, 7.35 Eden Park. Which way do you see this one going? Uh, yeah, look, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that it's a, it's a, a tough old um, grind and a, and, a, and a difficult match. But the, the Blues, you know, they, they look a good side and I think they'll be good enough to win that. And that will see them probably head to Christchurch uh, the following weekend for a semi-final. How good will that be? Oh, mate, that brings back all the old memories. So there you go. Mm. OK, and then probably the most clear cut of the weekend, the Chiefs versus the Reds, Marshy. Yeah, Chiefs just so impressive. Uh, you know, got great depth in their squad. They're at home, uh, quarter final, and they've got the ability to get a final at home. You don't see them missing a beat in terms of winning the game, but I think it'll be more of a niggly challenge than what many expect. And obviously, the Reds have beaten them once already this season, so mm. even though it was a, it was a slightly weakened side, they'll be smarting from that. The Chiefs, I don't expect them to get caught with their pants down again either. Yeah, and then a very interesting one to finish off, Marshy. The Brumbies versus the Hurricanes over there Saturday, 9.35pm our time. How are you picking this one? Yeah, game of the round, it yeah. really is. Yeah. Uh, it's a belter of a game. Um, look, I, I just see the, the Hurricanes on a bit of a roll, got good confidence, they've got some players back, and they're playing good rugby. The Brumbies, conversely, are a bit of a mess, uh, and I feel that the Hurricanes will go there, and they will win that game. There you go. Okay, Marshy. So you've got Blues, Crusaders, Chiefs, Brumbies. You look. I'm no psychic, but I'm guessing you're going to pick the Crusaders to beat the Blues in the semi-final. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm guessing you'd go for the Chiefs over whoever wins the Brumbies Hurricanes game. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking Crusaders Chiefs final. That's what you're saying. Highly likely, mate. Highly, highly, likely. highly likely. What a belter of a final that oh, would man. be. I don't think we'd be disappointed if that was the case. No, nah, that'd be a fantastic final. Marshy, before we let you go, mate, we've got to do the Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Week. Thanks to the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Who's your Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Week? Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of um, throw it out there and say that um, I believe that for for the whole Super Rugby Pacific this weekend, it was Sean Stevenson. I think he's just in absolute oh, yeah. magnificent form um, right now, and uh, yeah, he he's literally on fire. Does does he get picked, Marshy, for the All Blacks? He really is playing so well. I'd say they will pick him. Yes. Okay. If I was a, if I was a betting man, I would bet your mortgage on it, but not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Marshy. Hey, always a pleasure, mate. Um, enjoy your, enjoy the rest of your week, buddy. Cheers, mate. You too. Thanks for everybody joining us for In The Red. There you go, Justin Marshall with In The Red. We'll take a break now, and after that, we'll be back with Pacific Flair with Peter Alatini.